Hey yo, hey yo, welcome everyone to the podcast. We're about to get turned up. I'm here with the mad genius himself, the great mind, the deep man. Hey yo, what's up? <laughs> the the one and only banter enthusiast, healthcare advocate, Amir Hashemi Pua. Let's go, let's go, that's it, that's it. How we doing, how we doing? I'm excited to be here. Thanks to my main boy, Jacob, for giving me this opportunity, this platform. You know, I appreciate it, man. Bro, I'm, I'm keen for this. I am super pumped to have you on tonight. And just for a bit of context, because you won't be able to see this um, video, Amir and I both have our shirts off. It, it was just <laughs> one of those nights. It was one of those podcasts. That's it. And just so, the energy is just too much. <laughs> yeah, but to be it, it became really hype really quick. And... I'm really pumped because, Amir, um, yeah, as you know, the first question, my man, what is wisdom to you? Yeah, that's a good question, man. Um, and I think, I think you've asked this at a right time because, th- especially through this year, I've gone through a, a very sort of self-reflective journey where I've really grappled with the idea of wisdom and uh, understanding myself. But yeah, what I would say that uh, question of what is wisdom. I think wisdom is really a level of understanding that can be shared with others. Um, and I'll expand on that because I think like when you have an understanding of something um, and let's just say like you understand a, a concept really well, right? Um, but if you can't really share it with others, it doesn't become like wisdom. Um, And it's sort of, um, I mean, you can teach it to others, but what I mean by share is where you can apply it to different people's perspectives and different people's context. So I would say wisdom is this understanding of human experience. I should add to that human experience, understanding that can be shared and applied uh, in multiple contexts uh, for individuals. Right. So it's almost like it's like a wisdom is something that is kind of universal. It's kind of just a part of the nature of things and therefore it can be used in many ways. What what is something what is something wise and like wise for you, Amir? Like what's been something in, in your in your kind of wisdom box? Mm, my wisdom box. Let's let's open it. <laughs> let's open it. Um but yeah, I think Again, yeah, I do agree that it has to be something universal, not in the point of that like everyone can benefit from it, but like the gist of it, that that wisdom part needs to be universally applicable, um, but again, shaped and mold, molded to each individual experience. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, not everything is wisdom. Like, for example, if you, if you give the advice of like, I don't know, um, uh, yeah, like if you give an advice, part of it is wisdom, of like that core principle of, I don't know, do good for others or treat others as how like how you like to be treated. But the rest of it is individually and contextually shaped. Um, so, yeah. But what would, what would be my, so one of my sort of wisdom boxes um, is I think the idea of putting yourself in other people's like shoes and walking a mile in their shoes. I think that's 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 a very big thing that I've noticed the importance of over the years. Um, 
but yeah, I reckon, I reckon that part is a universal concept of wisdom that can be applied to multiple perspectives and multiple people's scenarios. Mm. That's interesting, man. Why do why do you say that? Because I feel like that empathy that you gain from doing that um, shapes how you think, how you behave, um, and yet how you react react to certain things. And it's so easy to just you know go with your own perspective and your own experience. But as soon as you put yourself in other people's shoes, um, that changes your whole perspective. I think, um, and it's so so crucial to do that. I've seen it when people don't do it, and I see how easily arguments can be you know, generated from it. Uh, but I think I've been challenged more and more to, you know, stop and reflect and be like, dude, just just try to think about it from their perspective. You know, don't jump to conclusions. And yeah, just try to see it from a different worldview, I guess. Mm. I really I really love that because it's like getting out of, out of yourself and kind of thinking about others. And also you mentioned sharing sharing of wisdom and and that's kind of an exciting um concept to me like how how do you get out there and start sharing it how do you how do you kind of like yeah how do you do do the work like what what is it that we should be doing i don't know that's a that's a bit of a random question but i'll just go with that like how do you how do you share that wisdom and how should you share that wisdom you think yeah and, and like what stops what stops us from sharing it like you know what i mean Mm. yeah that's actually a very good point i think you know that thing with like giving advice how i find it very challenging because i don't want to give advice that is unwarranted and you know not asked for <laughs> you know that classic joke of like no one asked <laughs> you know <laughs> like it's, it's it's a very um yeah it's a very tricky thing to maneuver because i think as people you always want to be somewhat useful so when someone comes to you with a problem you try to give them i guess an insight and a solution or advice but at the same time it's not always about that it's not always about giving advice and a lot of people just want you to listen and be empathetic and things like that um so yeah what i think what stops people from actually being uh sharing that wisdom around could be that like i find that very hard for myself of uh, yeah, stopping myself um, at times and allowing myself at times to give advice and wisdom. Um, yeah, which is which is I think a very tricky thing to uh, balance. I don't know. Have you have you sort of felt that like in terms of balancing the need to give advice, but also the need to just be listening and empathetic? Oh man, definitely, man. Like I, I feel I I'm turned off. I'm kind of turned off giving advice. And I always mm. love an opportunity to give advice because I, you know, I want to share. But at the same time, like, dude, I feel like I can't g- give advice to anyone in the sense that mm. it has to be in, in a, it has to be kind of it has to be warranted. I think I've learned that from experience. But at the same time, like, um, at the same time, I feel like there should be an outlet for wisdom, an outlet for something. Do you, do you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, recently, like some person uh, that I was really uh, close with uh, recently, um, yeah, like he told me that I listened to your advice and legit, that was one of the best compliments that I've ever received. I don't know. I just felt really good about that. Um, and I think, yeah, as you said, like there has to be an outlet of like wisdom expression. Um, 
and yeah, in today's world, I think everyone is very quick to just be like, oh, you know, that's your opinion or that's your truth and, you know, things like that, which, which is fair. It's just that, like, I feel like I feel like almost the burden is on the person receiving the advice on how to actually receive it. You know what I mean? Like, you're not receiving it just as fact. You have to sort of receive it, but also interrogate it, explore it, see where it's coming from, things like that. Um, yeah. I don't know. That could be a bit of a hot take, but like, I just feel like, yeah. I mean, I mean, there are cases where people are just giving advice because, uh, and it, and it comes across as a bit unwarranted and, you know, not needed and things like that. Uh, and it comes across as a bit, what's the word? Like, um, yeah, just generally, um, a bit out of touch with what's going on. Um, because some like when someone is like crying and coming to you, you don't really necessarily need to give advice, you know, but you know, some people might even give advice in that situation where whereas i think there are some situations where you can give advice um but at the same time um it's sort of a two-way thing where the individual giving advice should like understand their context but also the individual receiving advice they should be like oh okay well this person only wants to help me like their reason why they're giving advice is because they want to help me it's not because they want to feel superior to me or it's not because they want to feel you know this that so i think it goes both ways like both people should have um yeah an insight into again comes back to walking a mile in their shoes right like seeing that perspective from them it's like why are they giving me advice it's more than often than not because they want to be helpful and because they want to help me and because they love me in that way um so yeah i feel like it goes both ways and that perspective is very important i mean uh, funny like on that like just on a random kind of note of that what advice, like, what advice do you want to give? Like, right now in your life, after this year, kind of after what you've learned, what advice do you want to give? Mm, that's a good question, man. That is a very good question. I think for myself, I really, really understood the idea of not, not, I haven't fully understood it. <laughs> Wait, let me rephrase. I, I think I've understood the importance of like self-reflection and like knowing yourself. And it kind of sounds cliche, but like I feel like my best advice to people would be to just take the time to fully like analyze your thoughts, fully analyze your desires, your behaviors, your tendencies, because only then you can actually make peace with who you are and only then are you able to then plan for, for the future. Mm. So I think that's that's a huge thing. And have I taken my own advice on it? Yes and no. I was just like, <laughs> I've, I've been doing a lot more journaling recently, which is great. Uh, but yeah, at times, like I haven't been taking that advice myself and like procrastinating it. But in saying that, it's just, I, it's just I, know, I know how good it is and I know it will bring me a lot of benefits. It's just that like, Sometimes you just, you know, you don't do the things you want to do for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, that'll be the, that'll be the main advice that I'll say. That's kind of cool, man, around the self-reflection and, and like um, kind of gaining self-knowledge thing. Um, and I guess, could you, could you expand on, on a couple of the benefits of, of self-knowledge? Because I have heard it and there's, there's certain things like, you know, but I guess I'd like to know from you, like what, what are the benefits to self-knowledge and self-reflection? Well, Jacob, in my ex- expert opinion on <laughs> self, self-reflection and knowledge, uh, now, nah, but I reckon, I reckon, yeah, obviously, obviously, I feel like 
I'm I'm very new to this sort of wisdom myself. But I think, yeah, the benefits, um, as I said, I think you understand yourself. Um, and one of the benefits is that you understand things in the past that, has, that have happened to shape who you are. Um, an example of that is like, you know, the traumatic experiences that you've experienced um, and how they've shaped your insecurities and how they've shaped uh, your beliefs. Because a lot of the beliefs that we have today are basically based off of those experiences that we've had in the past. So, you know, if someone has a particular fear or, yeah, like a phobia, that's probably because they've had a traumatic experience. Um, and, you know, you might say, well, obviously because it's a fear, they are constantly thinking about it. Um, and that's true. It's just that what I mean by self-reflection is actually sort of unpacking it and almost like uh, trying to, yeah, trying to actually analyze it, like a like critically analyze it, be like, okay, this fear that I have, like, why did it come about? Is it is it fully like legit? Like, what evidence do I have for it? What can I do? Have I done anything to overcome it? What can I do in the future? Things like that, like really unpacking it um, and spending that time. And that's why I guess it's a little bit prone to procrastination because I feel like it requires a bit of time and requires a bit of effort. But at the same time, I just feel like it's so needed, man. Like if you just plan for it and you do it a little bit every time that you'll have it. Yeah. Every time that you, I guess, have the time, um, it will be, it'll be super, super beneficial. Um, another benefit I think is, so we talked about insecurities and, you know, fears and things like that. Um, another benefit is it makes your like intentions clear. Like how many times have you heard, like, you know, the, the statement that I don't know what I want to do or, you know, I, there's just so many things I like I just feel like those I've said those multiple times myself. Right. But I just feel like that comes from a sense of not really knowing your true intentions and desires um because yes you could like a lot of things but that that is almost like a mask for the fact that you haven't explored yourself deeply enough does that kind of make sense because because it's very easy to just be like oh i love a lot of things (laughs) but you know like really when you have time you, you you'll be able to pin it down and be like this is what i like um or this is what i don't like um so yeah, I feel like the other benefit is that it really focuses your mind um, on your desires and your dislikes, which is very important to then go future plan and, you know, um, forward think. Yeah, I'm just using some weird verbs at the moment, but yeah, no, this is <laughs> future good. plan and forward think as verbs. For, for me personally, I feel like in the past, I've kind of run around like a headless chook just trying to go nowhere in particular. Mm. And then I, I get reminded of something like this. So you told something like this. You're like, hold on a second. What do I actually want? If I invest a bit of time, get really clear, that way I, I won't be running around like aimlessly. It will kind of just I'll, I'll have a direction if I get clear. But if, if not, I'm kind of wasting my time. Like you learn things and stuff. But I really love that kind of perspective, you know, because, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then what I was going to say is like, I think for me, well, let me know if you think the same, but for me, I used to think that time spent reflecting is actually wasted time. 
Like, did you also think that at some stage, like you, where you would think like progressing and doing things, mm. even though you are a headless chicken, <laughs> you would think that that is actually better than taking the time to pause and reflect. Exactly, man. It's just like, I, I don't want to be writing, like I'm doing nothing, you know, like yeah, exactly. I'm not getting anywhere, you know, but in reality, you get there quicker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I just feel like, I feel like it's partly because of how the society is like shaped us as being very goal orientated and like, you know, career driven and um, just that, that, that social impetus towards progress, right? You just think progress is always linear, right? Which, which I think it can be. It's just that like linear progress doesn't mean that you have to be doing something every day. Um, It sort of just means that, yeah, you you can actually still be linear. um, But within that, um, like, actually, sorry, let me rephrase that. Linear progress is achievable. It's just that if you have that um, self-reflection and you know yourself and you know your path, yes, you can just be go, go, go all the time. However, sometimes you may find yourself that linear progress is not actually the one for you because you might have to like take a plateau and like, you know, or, or go backwards a bit, but understand yourself and then keep progressing. So yeah, we're not, we're not saying here that like, you know, people can't just linearly progress um, ever like you can. And some people know what they want to do and know themselves really well from the get go. Like bro comes out of the womb, just absolutely knowing what they want to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, bro, you know, bro is a lawyer already out of the room. Yeah, like, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah, like the other people that don't do have that privilege. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah. It just comes up, comes down to um, changing our perception of progress and yeah, accounting for the fact, accounting for that idle time spent reconfiguring our worldview and reconfiguring our wants and needs. Shout out mm. to Drake for that song, Little Baby and Drake, Wants and Needs. Check That's it beautiful. Out. Little Baby and Drake. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Wants and Needs. No, that's good because I feel, I, I feel like once you're on the path, you're clear what you want. You're on the path. You can kind of relax and take the foot off the pedal a little bit because mm. it's like, okay, like even though I'm only just here, I know where I'm going. I want to be here and I want to be doing the practice. It's just that I guess in that in-between time, um, there can be some, I think sometimes I, I make myself a bit angsty and kind of get a bit muddle-headed a bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. What, why, why do you think, why do you think that is? Is that because you, as you said, like you're not clear on your, your goal and intentions and stuff? Yeah, dude, I feel like, I feel like, oh man, like I, I get, I get caught up in the whole thing. Like, oh, I should be progressing. I should be creating. I should be doing, doing, doing things. But then if I search myself and, and feel into myself a little bit, dude, I, I just kind of want to rest, relax and journal mm. a bit and learn a bit more, you know, and get really clear and just start thinking about things that, you know, excite me and, you know, because I think that, that, yeah, you're right. There is more to be dug on and discovered, you know? Yeah. And there's always more to do. Yeah, that's the thing. And, and that's one thing I realized, like, if you keep progressing, that's great. It's just that, like, there's always something else to, like, reach. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So you never actually get there to whatever you want to do. And when you do, like, I've been listening to some podcasts about this, but, like, the whole thing about, like, you know, the journey and versus the destination thing, like, why do they people say enjoy the journey, not the destination? Well, because once you reach the destination, there is no other, like, thing. So, like, that's why people, a lot of people, like, experience, like, um, yeah, somewhat of a depression when they reach a goal because they have nothing else to 
aim for. And then they put another goal in front of them and then they embark on another journey. But why they say enjoy the journey, not the destination, is because if you enjoy the journey, that's going to be the significant part of what you want to do. The, the top, the destination is like a small moment, right? And that more often than not won't be satisfactory well, because yeah because like you would get there and you feel satisfaction momentarily and then it's gone and you're like oh like oh i worked so hard to get a million dollars now i've got a million dollars but now i want like five million dollars <laughs> so you know what i mean like i feel like that's that's a very big thing of like yeah just understanding yeah understanding the definition of success and like as as we said like that idea of progress how progress is not necessarily linear it could be idle at times and understanding yourself is very important to yeah to just really impact your behaviors and because otherwise as i said you're a headless chicken and like it's all good if you want to be a headless chicken it's just that like <laughs> some people love chickens i love chickens uh, it reminds me of that that movie what's that what's that movie of like chickens trying to escape chicken run chicken run yeah yeah right. <laughs> isn't there a headless chicken in that film I feel, I feel like there is. <laughs> bruv, that would be cruel, bruv. <laughs> that, yeah. that movie, is. it puts me in a feeling, bro. It puts me in a feeling. It hits, it hits you in the feels, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. I reckon that it's just it's very important. And I feel like, I feel like, yeah, there's just mismatch of perceptions. Like, people think that if you're reflecting, you're automatically like, I don't know, a monk. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, it's just it automatically stereotyped as like, you know, you're not doing anything. You're you're being a monk, and like you know, this is not good. Um, and if you're working all the time, you're a workaholic. You're progressing a lot. That means you're achieving a lot, which means you're succeeding in life. It's just yeah, I don't know. You need to flip the script. You know, yeah, yeah. And I feel as well like one thing that I've been kind of investigating recently is that like I want my progress to be happy progress. You know, I like mm. if I'm. If I put it this way, if I try to stress myself out, insecure, and pressure myself to do things now, um, that's the that's the that's kind of the pathway to success. I'm going to use that pathway to success again and again in just bigger and bigger ways, right? But if you can find a way to be peaceful, kind of happy, and enjoy the journey now, you'll you'll enjoy the journey later as well because that's your pathway that you've made. It's just about kind of finding a way to be happy and and make that progress, you know. Now let me ask you a question. You just remind me of something, hmm. Jacob, mate. What do you think happiness is? Yeah, bro. I love this question. I, you know, you know, I mean, I believe happiness is is a clear mind, man. It is simple. I think I think happiness and mental health is innate to the human psychology, um, and and we actually are the ones that kick ourselves out of our own happiness. Um, but then when we, when we become aware that it's kind of innate, um, and we learn how our minds work, that's just our natural place. That's what I believe. I believe. So, yeah. Damn. So you you reckon that like everyone has that happiness inside them. It's just a matter of whether or not they return to it or they find it sort of thing. Yeah. Well, I feel like when, you know, like when you wake up in the morning and you've got nothing on your mind and you feel good. Yeah. That serenity. Yeah. I'm like... You know, if there was a way to have that throughout the whole day, you know, like, and then you're sorted, you know, it's, it's just like, if you forget about your thinking, you forget about your life and everything, you're, you're happy, you know? So, yeah. What, what about yeah. yourself, Amir? What's your thoughts? No, I, I love what you said about um, 
um like the fact that like individuals have this um like almost like this autonomy over their own happiness um but yeah i, I read somewhere uh, or heard something about and i thought it was beautifully put it's like happiness is actually dude a mathematical equation right Get this. <laughs> so happiness um wait let me think about the maths of this quick maths uh yeah yeah so <clears throat> happiness is when things happen that are equal to or greater than your expectations of damn equal equal to to or greater than is very key oh my gosh if you expect something and it meets your expectation you're happy and if it exceeds your expectations you're also happy but if it falls below your expectations you'll be unhappy and i feel like that's really um and you know you know that key you know that saying that's like oh um uh like something about like expectations and like how you should have low expectations oh what is it like have low expectations and expect nothing and, in and you always over surpass it sort of thing like is that yeah something no. like that what, what is the actual one it's like expect nothing and be happy all the time or something like that expect but yeah, that's nothing this... and you'll never be disappointed or something yeah yeah that yeah. that that something expect like that, yeah. nothing and you'll never be disappointed yeah and i think that's so true man because literally your expectations of things is is really determinant of how you feel. Like if you wake up and expect something to happen and A, it doesn't happen or B, it happens, but it's less than that expectation, you'll be unhappy, right? If I wait, like my expectation of, I don't know, um, uh, yeah, like expectations of things, like what is, what is, what do I, what do I expect of something? Like I expect to, um, I don't know, have chicken dinner tonight, <laughs> right? <laughs> but if, 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 if I like, you know, if I, um, get home and there's no chicken dinner, there is like, I don't know, a Fish. salad. <laughs> Fish and a salad. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the salad. I'm like, brah, what is this? Where, where am I going to get my protein from? I'm going to go catabolic here. Right? Yeah. So, so that is, is, is a un- insufficient meeting of my expectation. Right. And it sounds very like, yeah, pretentious when I say this, but like, if I flip that script and I'd be like, oh, I just have the expectation of just having being grateful for the fact that I have food at home when I get home, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then whatever the food is, I'm just going to be like, wow, this is great. Like I have this opportunity. Uh, I don't have to cook the food myself because I don't know, my amazing mom made it for me or something. Or I don't know, I meal prepped. <laughs> yeah. But, but the, the whole idea is like, yeah, that expectation really sets the moon. And also I was hearing again another podcast and the guy was saying, what happens when people have um, like depressive tendencies is that they have this or they can already predict how they're going to feel. So if you can predict how you're going to feel, it's almost like there is no, like there's no motivation for you to do that thing anymore because you can predict how you're going to feel. Like, like if you can predict how it feels to do this podcast, and it's let's just say I don't know seventy percent happiness, right? Um, you're not gonna give yourself that possibility of it being higher than seventy percent because based on previous experience, it's like that fixed mindset thing, right? You're like, oh, w- whenever I've done the podcast, the max happiness that I've got is seventy percent. So this one with Amir, 
bro, this is going to be like 15% happiness, this guy. <laughs> right? Or like you're going to predict, you're going to be like, well, it's probably not going to be as good as the other podcasts I did with the boys or whatever, right? Um, and that makes you go into like a pessimistic mood because you're like, oh, what's the point of like trying or I don't know, I'm not, I'm not really that excited. Whereas if you flip the script and you'd be like, well, it's a new day, new podcast, right? Um, you know, Amir's going to like rock my socks off, <laughs> right? That, and that, poss- that, that possibility, that uncertainty is what can actually give you the happiness. So because it inherently lowers your expectation and you're like, oh, I don't know what to expect. Um, and this could be anything and this could be something amazing. And that gives you that, you know, drive, that motivation, that, yeah, excitement. This is all a bit mind-blowing because I've heard similar things. I've never heard it expressed in those ways. And that's really exciting for me because it almost seems like, oh, hold on a second. Maybe, maybe not like maybe trying to depress and freak yourself out into making chicken or, or try to, you know, eat food or, or play video games to ease your pain, right? Instead of trying to change the environment, it, it, it puts the responsibility directly on your perception and exactly. just one change in your perception and your experience completely changes, you know, and that's really, really exciting, you know? Yeah. And that just reminded me, bro. You we were talking about Gary V. Shout out to my boy Gary. Um, he's a real one. He's a real G. Um, but you know how he, he, him, and and all the other people say that you should become accountable for like your own life in terms of your own happiness and stuff, stuff like that. That's exactly that. I feel like because, as you said, it puts the responsibility back to your mindset, like mm. your expectation, right? So mm. if you if you are not happy, and I get okay, so this is very like the way we've got to be very careful about how we say this, but. Like the general thing that we've come to understanding right now is that expectation plays a big part, right? So at, at its core, it's up to your expectation, which means that it's up to you how you view things. And that's very important. Um, and that's why I feel like Gary Vee and other people say the fact that you've got to be accountable and you've got to feel responsible. And once you do, I've heard them, I've heard them say that like things just change, like, your life becomes so much better because you realize not to the point that you're in control of everything, because obviously things happen outside your control, but that perspective and that expectation is up to you. Um, It's like that other great quote, which is like, life is not about what happens to you, but how you, how you respond to what happens to you or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, like, yeah, like it's not about what what happens to you, but it's about how you respond or as, um, my main, my main guy, um, Rocky Balboa says, life's not about sunshine and rainbows. It's not about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. You know, how much you can take, but keep moving forward. That's how winners and that's how winning is done. Okay. So yeah, I think, I think, I think it's really just about like your perspective, your expectations and yeah, people just have to really understand the significance of it. Um, and the thing is, dude, it's actually very hard and it's, it's a very, it's a very easy thing to just be like, oh, you know, I didn't do anything wrong. Just the world is cruel or I didn't do anything wrong. I got dealt a bad card in life or things like that. Right. It's very easy to like just outsource that responsibility, which is, yeah, which is what makes it a bit harder because yeah, you got to take a bit of responsibility for that expectation not being met and then lowering your expectation or at least changing your perspective about how you're going to overcome that. And, you know, make things better yeah and I, I would go even so far as saying um 
stripping away all expectation together, like like questioning the whole need for expectation in the human mind. And I think because I think in a lot of ways, um, like, dude, I will stop myself from creating and, and doing things and actually trying things because I believe my expectations. You know, I, I really give them, I, I think that they're serious and then therefore I won't do it and I'll, I'll lose opportunities and, you know, that limits my creativity. But I guess in a way what, it's kind of wo- what that kind of point has awoken me to is that like if there's, there's a pathway that you, you're after and you're not pursuing it, then maybe it's something in your expectation or your mindset that's kind of, you know, holding you back sort of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is that, is that like in terms of like uh, potentially like some uh, like negative thoughts that you may have or some things about like uh, how others may, may judge aspects of your work and things like that? Definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and, uh, and you know, it, I've had this journey with, with the podcast like now I'm very comfortable just putting it out and, and sharing it and, and kind of creating because I've built up a bit of momentum. But at the start, man, it was like walking through thick black sludge. Like, you know what I mean? But mm. but my expectations changed. And, and what, what I expected of the podcast versus what, what in reality things are really like, dude, you realize when, once you get on that other side, you can just create forever, man. You can create, there's no time limit. You can just create forever and have fun and you just naturally get better, you know? Yeah. And that brings me, I still remember you told me one day that you were like, I mean, allow yourself to like fail and allow your, allow your work to be like terrible. And that's such a good advice, man. Like, yeah, if you literally allow, like part of the problem is like you don't allow yourself to produce a bad work because I guess it reflects negatively on your character and your reputation. But if you just allow yourself to be like, bro, it's all right, man. <laughs> just, just, it's all right. If you're, if you're not good at this for now, like, I think that's, and that, that comes back to that uh, expectation, right? Like your expectation shouldn't be to win. Your expectation should be just to, yeah, your expectation should be to lose, like expect losing. And whatever happens afterwards is you either lose, which is, you know, as expected or you win and you're like sick, bro. But I guess, yeah, it's, it's, it's harder. It's easier said than done. Like, when you're winning, you have that expectation because that becomes the status quo, you know? You, you I mean, expect to win. I mean, may I, may I ask you, you know that you did that 30-day of, um, I think it was like in the Movember runs and stuff, and they, yeah. those were hilarious, man. Those content really <laughs> boosted me. I love seeing it. I was always tapping like on your story. Bro, that's um, it. You, you, were, you were like an OGD supporter. You were there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, how did you... How did you get that out? How did like what what was going on? What was the mindset? Because I really enjoyed that, and it was really fun for me, and it was inspiring for me to create as well. So, how did oh, you man. actually get that out? Damn, no, uh, thanks, thanks for saying that, man. That that means a lot. But yeah, do you mean do you mean like how how I got um into um like do you mean like the inspiration for it, or just the 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 fact like how did I motivate myself to keep putting out the content and things like that? You know what? We'll we'll go with both. Whatever you feel drawn to share. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I think um, yeah, I think well, I'll start with the inspiration. Well, inspiration was always um stemming from that cause of what Movember does, and um, the inspiration was actually like Ned Brockman. You know Ned Brockman, that guy who ran from Bondi to Sydney. Oh, sorry, oh. Bondi, Bondi to Sydney. Nice <laughs> from, from Perth, from Cotslow Beach, Cotslow Beach to Bondi Beach 
So oh. from Perth to Sydney, basically. Wow. Uh, 4,200 kilometers, um, 100 kilometers a day for 42 days, basically. Um, and yeah, like I, I sort of followed his journey and I was like, dude, this guy is nuts. And then I was like, well, really, he was like the first, like even not the first, but like you always see these people doing challenges and like doing running or whatever, like swimming, kayaking, whatever, right? Um, and you always think like, oh, you know, good for them, but also I would never be able to do it or, you know, they're just absolute freaks and I'm never going to do it, right? But I don't know, there's something about his story that I was just like, dude, like, this is great. And you you could do something similar. Like, I'm not saying do 100 kilometers, but I was like, dude, this this is so sick and this is so mind-blowing. You should be able to do something, like, similar. Like, oh, let's get inspired from this. And then my mate texted me about it and he was like, yeah, dude. Um, we were sort of just, like, fangirling over <laughs> him for a while. And then, um, like, we're just sending texts back and forth. We're like, dude, how sick is this? This guy's a legend. And then he was like, dude, yeah, do you want to do this challenge where we do seven kilometers every day? Uh, and I was like, yeah, man. I was literally, like, I didn't even think twice about it. I was like, yep, done. Sign me up. And then, yeah, we did it. Um, but but let me let me say that. it's not Well, I didn't do it seven Ks in one bout. I did, like, in multiple bouts because I was doing, like, my honors and things like that. So it's a little bit hard to find that um, single session of 7K. <clears throat> but I did do some single 7K seven, seven sessions, uh, which was really hard, actually. But um, yeah, the rest of it, I like sort of scattered them throughout the day. So I did like one, one, one or two Ks uh, per session uh, throughout the day. Um, but yeah, uh, that was the inspiration. But yeah, coming back to like the idea of like, how do I, how do I motivate myself? Literally, I've found that posting on like posting content, it actually makes my life so much more enjoyable because it's sort of about creating fun in the ordinary and i think that's very that's very important for me and it's not even it's not even that i see you know jacob has liked my story and i get that kick from that i do i do but it's not even about the validation that like people see my story and things like that like i've told this to other people like if no one saw my story i would i like seeing my own stories (laughs) (laughs) bro like i get such a kick from just reviewing my stories like the day after because I don't know, it's just like I feel like I'm really authentic when I do those stories, and it's just really refreshing to see myself back. Um, and yeah, like like if if I if I just made an Instagram and it was just no followers, just me, and I just posted on that, I would still do it because literally, as I said, I just love hearing my hearing myself and looking at myself. <laughs> but it sounds so narcissistic. <laughs> <laughs> no, but literally like I, I just feel like i just love seeing myself have fun um and also other people like i love when i'm with other people and i'm having fun with them uh like i actually don't like well yeah there's only so much fun that you can have by yourself you know <laughs> but with others so much like that fun gets elevated a lot um and i just love that atmosphere that vibe you know the banter enthusiast you know that's that's because when, when you're with with a company of people you know the banter just multiplies and yeah, so that, and that was the motivation. Like I knew if I kept posting, I would feel better about myself. I would feel more energized, fun, and I'll have that motivation to keep going. Right. So it was just a positive experience, each one. 
Yeah, basically, it's like a po- positive reinforcement loop, like a positive feedback loop and reinforcement from, yeah. from seeing them. Mm. And I think it was so simple what you said. Like, when I think when your friend asked you, do you want to? And you said yes. And that that seems like a pure desire. Like, if you want to do it, you'll kind of do it. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's also because, like, I re- was re- I was thinking about it myself and I was sort of in that mindset to say yes. But... Yeah, it was never something that I thought twice about. Like because I, I had that prior thinking, I was just like, "Yeah, bro, sign me up, take my money." Except <laughs> yeah. there's no money. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I I donated to him though, so yes, there was money involved. Some lucrative business deals. Yeah, yeah. Some <laughs> under the under the table contract signing. Yeah, some some cash manipulating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, legit. But yeah. um, yeah, man, I think it was really fun. Um, I'll definitely do it again. And yeah, I think another one of my advice to the viewers is, yeah, to just really challenge yourself in that way because, yeah, here's a good nugget of wisdom. Because with, without challenge, bro, you won't actually grow. Like without a a conflict or a challenge of some sort, um, you actually don't grow um, as much as you would. No, sorry, yeah, you don't grow firstly. I mean, you could grow without it, but you just don't grow as much. Um, yeah. And again, we can unpack that further, but essentially this idea of that challenge and that conflict and that, uh, yeah, that uh, catalyst of um, disruption to your thinking, to your life really primes you for change. Because without it, like there's no reason to change, you know? Like if, if, I, if I didn't do the 7Ks a day, I would never like really think about what would be possible and I would never think about the benefits of, you know, exercise in that way. Um, I could, I could think about it, but I'll never really truly feel it. And I wouldn't be in a position to then now consider doing, you know, more running in my life. Um, And yeah, similar with like traumatic experiences. Like when you have a traumatic experience, you are now really primed to accept something different or change your beliefs and things like that. Whereas before it, if you're just going, you know, as a happy Larry throughout your life, you don't really have a reason. Like, why would you change your status quo? You know, um, mm-hmm. which is very, which is very big. Um, but yeah, you need to go through the pain. You need to go through the no pain, no game, bro. This is <laughs> a lot, lot of cliches we're throwing around, but like, it's actually so true, man. Like without that pain, without the the pain and embracing of the pain, but again, not just any, not just any pain, but also, you need to self-reflect. Like that's why we come back to the thesis of self-reflecting. Like if you just go through a traumatic experience and you don't reflect, you may not actually grow. Like I'm not saying that like the pain will will guarantee growth. It's not like pain guarantees growth. It's more that pain sets you up for growth and whether or not you actually accept that and you take it on is another story, which can be unlocked through self-reflection and intentional mindset change and things like that. But what I, I loved about it, and you said it even just at the start, and this is exciting kind of field because I've been hearing about challenge yourself and seek discomfort recently. And I think I'd like to gain a, a deeper understanding of it. But you said disrupt, like a catalyst to disrupt your thinking. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. kind of an, an exciting thing for me. So I guess what, like if we were to talk about it, like what is growth? Like, you, like, you, like if you're growing, and I think we've all had the experience of growth, but what is, what is growth? What is growth?
Hmm. Well, to be honest, I've just been thinking about this as we're talking, but you know that, um, you know, the caterpillar analogy Yeah. of like how it like makes a cocoon and it goes through, apparently it like, apparently we need to fact check this, you know, this is, um, <laughs> this is not, this is not a fact. I don't think, or maybe it could be, I just not sure of it. Um, but apparently when the, the caterpillar goes through the cocoon stage, apparently like it experiences an unbelievable amount of pain. Um, so yeah, don't quote me on that, but <laughs> uh, we, can, we can search it up maybe, but yeah, apparently it actually like, apparently no, it doesn't die, but like it gets very close to like death or something like that. Um, and then as it then moves past that stage, it becomes a butterfly. Um, so I guess for, to answer your question, growth, I feel like it's getting, yeah, it's, it's how you evolve after a period of disruption um it's almost like i'm trying to find a get better analogy but you know how like you know how um i guess i'm thinking about like a building analogy or like like a building block analogy but like you know how you have like clay things and then with the clay you sort of have to disrupt it like when you've made a statue not even a whole statue but you've made something and you want to start again or you want to like improve it you sort of have to just wreck everything and then redo some parts mm. sort of like that where growth only comes like with growth i actually feel like pure growth is never adding things on pure growth is actually evolving which means that like you're not just putting like you know um extra like mods or like extra like i don't know skins and stuff like i'm using gaming analogy here i'm not even a gamer but yeah you know like not putting like extra gear on top of your your yourself you're really actually like evolving past yourself into like a better better version you know um Mm. like what give give us wait do you know much about like um i don't know like pokemon evolving things heck yeah man give us us an example like what's what's the what's the evolution example I was going to give you an example of a, of a kebab wheel. A kebab wheel. <laughs> you know the kebab. You know, how, like it's almost like the current. I, I love that it's not about like, for example, ever like evolving or growth isn't about smacking on an extra piece of chicken to the kebab rotisserie and just like thicken it up. <laughs> it's True. almost like shaving, shaving away, and discovering what's in. Yeah, that, that yeah. didn't fully get there. But like it's like it's almost um what what I like about it is that it, it's almost like there's there's an element of breaking and then yeah. rehealing and and rediscovering like you know I think that's that's muscle growth as well hey that's it man you need to break those muscle fibers and then regrow them well I guess repair them yeah but yeah I wonder if there's a good analogy I'm I'm really trying to think think of a good analogy for it but yeah that evolving man like you really need to just evolve like if you slap on new behaviors i mean it's good you could grow in that way again but i don't think that's growth that's more like like let's say if you pick up a new habit right like a good habit is that would you really call that growth like if you start if you start i don't know journaling would you really say that you've grown i would say that it would depend on the effect of of the habit like if if the like starting journaling doesn't necessarily mean growth 
if in the moment of the journal something happens or your mind is is triggered open, you know, or or like, I don't know, actually, yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I actually don't. I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> like, if if you if you let's just say, if you, what could be a practical example of slapping something on to yourself? Uh, like, yeah, pick up a new habit or, um, uh, I don't know, getting some type of a makeover. Like, trying to. How about like this? Like, reading a book, but only for seven days, and actually just giving up and not actually integrating it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Or what? What's some? What's other? What's another sort of superficial thing that you can add on, um, to yourself? I guess you can add on like, um. Yeah. Let's just go with that knowledge thing, right? Let's just say if you add on an extra degree to yourself, right? And you've yeah. like got two degrees now. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't necessarily call that growth, because sure you've grown in your knowledge, right? You've increased. So again. Okay, I've got it. I've got it. I think there's a difference between growth, right, and growing, and increasing. Mm. Okay. Okay. Right. Be- I don't know. Even though there may be synonyms, Jacob <laughs> <laughs> no, was like, bro, I'm pretty sure they're synonyms on thesaurus.com, man. But I reckon growth and just like increase, increasing. What's the what's the noun? What, what's the noun for increase? Increasement. Because <laughs> increase is a verb. Increment. Inc- oh, ooh, Incremental, maybe? increasing. Yeah, you know what I mean? Though? Like, like increase, increasing increase. and like boost or, and like things like that, like stimulating and stuff. Actually, no, stimulate. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, just like increasing, like adding, addition, addition, yeah. <laughs> addition, subtraction. So addition and growth is different because in addition, you're just adding on, right? But growth in the sort of in the human sense, right? Not physical growth, because you could say, well, yeah, if you're adding to your height, you're growing, right? I'm not talking about like physical growth here, but like that sort of intellectual and like I guess spiritual and emotional growth. It's really about changing shape, um, and that changing shape, you could you could grow like you know, in terms of you can add on things. I'm not saying don't add on things, right? What I'm saying is that to be able to add on, you need to break some things down below to then make room to add on. Because mm-hmm. if you just add on things, they may not necessarily actually help or they may not actually stick. Yeah, because you could add on those things, but they haven't been integrated into your body or integrated into your mind and soul. Whereas if you disrupt some things and if you like make that foundation for them, sure, then you can add on and then you can then integrate them. Um, into your being and that's how you grow um yeah oh i i love this because this is kind of like it's almost like that whole like like wine skin like the whole i think like it was in like new testament wine skins it's like if you use old old wine like you pour old wine into new wine skins you have to use new wine skins with new wine it's like you have to oh, replace man. what is there so that way that you make way for the new that's exactly right man so yeah, the true growth. Again, you can have like you can have you know um, superficial growth and you know um, I guess temporary growth by adding new things on, but real growth and permanent growth comes from disruption, and you need to embrace that disruption and have expect 
How about this? Expect disruption. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Expect disruption. Yeah, yeah. It's like, seek, it's like seek discomfort, but you're not necessarily okay. Seeking is a bit further because you're actually seeking act. It's more active in that you're seeking it. But if you're expecting it, it's a bit more passive. And I guess at times it could be a bit less scary. Like if you just tell someone seek discomfort, they're like, "Bro, I don't want to seek discomfort. I just want to chill." <laughs> but if you just say like expect disruption, right? You're like, "Oh, I'm just expecting it." Like that's not like that's that's a bit more chill. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Either way, I feel like that's a big thing, man. Like, like challenge. Put it this way: if you love challenge, if you love disruption. And you love doing difficult things. I mean, what else in life can stop you? Yeah. If that's if that's like a thing, like if you change your exp- your mindset and your expectation around that, then everything else is easy, man. Because you like you you seek you seek it, you know, or you like it, or you expect it, and you know it, and you there's a sense of like you're just clearly going after it. And I, I I've heard as well, like from from a friend that. Dude, like if you go after challenge and you, you're challenging yourself every day, life, everything else in life becomes easy. Mm. But if you're, like, if you're kind of stuck in the lazy mode, like everything becomes difficult and you're like, oh, I'm trying to escape, but it, it becomes difficult. And I, yeah, man, I, I'm still trying to get my head around the whole challenge, like loving challenge thing. Because I think that would be, if I love challenges, that would that would set me up for life, you know. You know, like I don't, I don't know. That's just maybe a theory, but I feel like that would be a great sort of thing, you know. Oh, you're right, man. And like, it reminds me of this thing that someone said on a podcast again. Um, I feel like everything that I've said has been influenced by a podcast. I should we should put a copyrights claim at the end of this, <laughs> like <laughs> citations and references. But like, literally, someone was like, "Dude, who told you that life is meant to be like about happiness?" Like. Life is not actually like who told you to expect like serenity and calmness. Um, like life is actually about adversity and how you respond to it. Mm. And I feel like that changes things, right? Because as you said, like if you seek discomfort or if you expect life to be difficult, right? Because I think everyone expects life to be easy, man. And that that's that's the root of the problem. Like expectation is set at a calm and serenity what you said getting up in the morning feeling like life is good right but that should not be the expectation like the expectation should be a challenging life full of twists and turns and darkness <laughs> sounds very dark no this this makes sense because it's almost like you've messed yourself you've shot yourself in the foot from the go get-go if exactly. your expectation it is that and then all of a sudden everything is difficult everything in comparison is suffering and it's like oh the energy is gone and you don't you don't come up to those challenges. You don't take on opportunities. But yeah, it's like as soon as you strip that away, it's like, hey, anything's here for the taking. This is just what I'm experiencing. I don't have any expectation. Let's go. Let's do it. Legit. Legit. Like who told us? Who Like legit. Like who told us that life should be like peaceful and happy and airy fairy? Yeah, man. Dude, like, I, I know. I think it, it was all those Disney movies, man. Yeah, bro. It's media. Bro, media. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the media is the culprit not only that man i think in a lot of ways dude media has trained like it's trained kids to not like math i don't know this is just a random thing think about how many american tv shows and tv shows you see where like oh math it's so difficult math so hard you know it's just pummeled into little brains and then Mm. they have that expectation and they never give math a go or give 
math that love. I don't know. That was just my little side love affair with mathematics. <laughs> Bro, do you love maths? I think I like. I think I love maths. I do like it. It's cool. It's cool. It's powerful. You know what a what a nerd. <laughs> Damn, bro. <laughs> set up. <laughs> yeah. I set you up, bro. You fell for it. You you went right in there. Tra- trapped on my own podcast. <laughs> bro, getting roasted. Spoiled. Getting roasted from... And we're both, we both have our shirts off. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. Dude. Nah, but what... Yeah. Great insights, man. Great insights. I reckon... And I think it really helps. Like when you put it, when you actually speak about it in this way, like we've all heard this, right? But when you actually synthesize it in your own words, right? It's a classic, like again, cliche, like you got to put it in your own words. But like really, when you start synthesizing and getting all these ideas and really synthesize like that sort of, um, you know, the fact that you put it all together, put it through the meat meat grinder and it comes out another another meat, <laughs> right? Um, so you get like the kebab meat, you chuck it in the grinder and then you get another, you get a sausage out of it. <laughs> that sausage is the gold, bro. That sausage is the sausage of wisdom. And that only comes about grinding the meat. <laughs> Brother, what, what are we talking about now? <laughs> grinding was, meats and sausage. It got really, it got really sus really quick. <laughs> bro. bro. Let's we've got to swing our sausages around more. For the hey, yo, what? <laughs> bro. Yeah, slap some sausages on the Barbie, bro. <laughs> no, but you, you are right, man. It's, and I think like a conversation like this where we're both kind of bouncing off ideas, kind of listening and learning. Dude, it, you go deeper and you, you find yourself deeper. And I think this is the conversation where your, your thoughts and your ideas get disrupted, think get changed, clarity comes about. And I think yeah, yeah. that's one of the beautiful things about a conversation, you know? Like you, you can really... You can, it's a beautiful thing, a conversation, you know, it it can change a life. Like you can have a, as I said, like in the past, if you have a sufficiently deep conversation, you can change your life, you know, your life and your trajectory, your actions, your behavior can change from a deep conversation, you know, and that's ideas. And when you look at ideas, that's meaning, that's expectation, man. Uh, It's exciting for me, you know, what's possible, you know. Legit. And yeah, dude, like, I guess I'll, I roasted you before, but now I want to give you some, give you some credit and roses and yeah i reckon like literally every time like okay most of the time that i've spoken to you it's just been really insightful man and i really appreciate like yeah the fact that you are a deep thinker and yeah just the way you think about things and express it is very very um yeah very unique and very much appreciated brother so thank you bro i I really appreciate that and and genuinely um likewise And, and i think that's why I was so excited to have you on the show and just already if you look at the time how quick it, it's gone like literally already you know what I mean like and and you know you're in a good conversation when when time goes by like that and I I genuinely I always feel inspired to do more be more you know in a conversation with yourself and me so I really you know that's cool for me you know bro this is so such a wholesome moment man <laughs> Bro, we should we should hug with our shirts off digitally. <laughs> Virtually, yeah, that's it. That's it. We are virtual very hug. Virtual hug. Amir, I man I ask, I think is there is there anything on your mind, on your heart that you, you wanna express, that you'd like to express and get out, or that you'd like to explore more of? Or that yeah. What what is what is left in, in this um in this? Um, 
what is on my heart? I think what is on my heart is kind of, I've already mentioned this a bit, but it's just really understanding people, man. Like I really want to understand people um, because I genuinely think that people, yeah, people get misunderstood a lot. And like, you just may have assumptions of people a lot. Um, I generally feel like I just have this deep longing to ha have conversations with people and just genuinely understand them uh, and, and also learn from them. Like, I know there's so much to learn. Um, yeah. So what's on my heart is, is the fact that I, and it's sort of something that I've thought about because I'm thinking about like, you know, the future and stuff and what I want to do in my life and things like that. Like, Yeah. I've actually really understood the significance of communication. Like communication is massive, bro. And something that I want to do for the rest of my life, like I want to communicate ideas. I want to think about ideas, but more so communicate them. Like communication is so key and part of communication, like that's the output, but really the understanding precedes it. Like it's, it's what you think, how you've come to that conclusion. Is it just a one-sided thing or do you have a, well-rounded perspective based on putting yourself in other people's shoes and then communicating that and how you communicate it. Is it empathetic? Is it considerate? Is it, you know, based with love and based on love and things like that. Mm. So yeah. What is on my heart is number one, just the, the significance of understanding. And then number two, yeah, the, the importance of effective communication and just honest communication as well. Yeah. That's a that's kind of really exciting, and I love how you had communication was the output, but the input and and what determined the quality of it was was understanding. That that's kind of an exciting thing for me. But can I can I ask you, Amir, how why communication, man? I just feel like it's literally so encompassing, like. Every, like you're communicating all the time, like not even just with words, you like with your body language, things like that. You're actually subconsciously communicating a lot of things to other people. Um, like, you know how some people just communicate their interest or disinterest with their body language, like their, or even not even their body language, like just like their facial, you know, mannerisms. Like, I don't know, some people I've, I've seen, they get really, they show their disgust, for example, they show their, yeah, they show their anger and their frustration through their face a lot. And maybe they're not even aware of it, but I can pick it up. Not, I'm not saying I'm a body language expert, but, <laughs> you know, um, I, I can see it sometimes. And it's, it's, very, it's very interesting. But, yeah, I reckon why communication? Because it's literally the most fundamental action. Like... It, yeah, like, would you consider thinking an action? I don't know. Would I consider thinking an action? Um, yeah, yeah. So maybe the most fundamental thing is uh, thinking, but uh, the second most fundamental thing <laughs> is is act like is communication. Um, not again, not in just in words, in like body, whatever. Um, even not communicating is communication. Mm. Have you thought of that before? It's like not communicating is also a conscious way of communicating something. Well, you, like, you're sending, like, you're sending yeah. something out there. 
yeah, like if I choose not to participate in a conversation, that is saying something about me or how I feel, right? Like it could say that I'm not interested. It could say that it could mean that I don't know enough. It could mean that I um, just don't want to because, you know, it's it's a sort of a bit sus or <laughs> it's, it's some, somewhat that I don't want to get involved because, I don't know, it's it's something risky and things like that. Um, but yeah, like communication, man, I feel like it's really, and you know what excites me? It's, it's the ability to explain something. So I, I've come to this conclusion because I do a lot of teaching and tutoring and things like that. And also like research with university and things like that. But literally it's the ability to um, communicate something in varying levels of complexity. I feel like that's literally one of the things that brings me the most amount of joy. So I could like explain something to you as like a 10 year old, as like a 15 year old, as a 25 year old, as a 60 year old and as a seven year old. Right. So if I can actually do that, I feel like it's, that's literally you've cracked the code of communication and you've cracked like you sort of goated <laughs> in, <laughs> in communication. Um, and yeah, that, that's a bit of a sidetrack, but yeah, I think that's just really exciting um, and when you see it done, like when I, I was at this conference and this guy was doing it somewhat, but he explained like this massively complex thing into really easily understood terms. And I was like, dude, this is so sick. Like the power that he has with his words and the power that he has with his thought, like communication is really just your thoughts in words. Right. So really that's why they're sort of very much integrated. Like you thought you think and you speak and like, how you think determines how you speak and mm. vice versa, right? You know what I mean? So mm. very, very important how you communicate because it shows how you think. So if you're thinking like a million miles an hour and you can't really structure your thoughts and you can't really classify them into this hierarchy of meaning, it actually comes across as very disorganized and not as good. But if you can actually do it, then you're like, wow, this guy is actually so like well thought. Well thought? Is that a word? <laughs> See, my communication has problems as well. <laughs> but yeah, like you just think this guy is really, um, yeah, is a great thinker, um, which if I remember correctly, Jacob, you described me as a great thinker. So there you go. Self, self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, I just feel like they're two, they're, they're so important. Um, they're two things that are very, very fundamental. And yeah, I, I really want to dedicate like my my goals towards becoming a better communicator in whatever I do, like mm. whether it's professionally, whether it's, you know, at, at a relational level, whether it's, you know, at a social level um, or even individual level, like communicating to myself, like self-talk and things like that. Mm. That's incredible, man. That that kind of got me, you know, when you're listening to something and your mind slows down and you kind of listen, listen deeper, got me thinking. And I, like, I, I really love that whole thing about, the quality of your thinking and even I would say even your character, like, you know, your character of who you are and your collection of thoughts and what that communicates and how that influences others. And I, I think that makes me think of like, you know, you know, like, uh, you know, just role model people. Like you don't even, sometimes they don't even say a word and, and they're somehow communicating something amazing just because their their mind is just set up in this way where, it kind of radiates outwards, you know, and, and it kind of has a good influence on others, you know. 
And exactly. it's that whole thing of like, you know, your your group of friends, your five group of friends ends up, you know, your your kind of friendship is who you become. Like, you know, your influences, what what are your influences communicating? And therefore, what will you give to the world? And that's that's a kind of that's a profoundly empowering uh train of thought. Exactly. And it comes back to the idea of how you said like a conversation can really change someone's life. And you actually can, man. Like what you speak is actually so important. Because remember how I told you, like, I remember what you said to me about, like, allow yourself to be, you know, not good. Like, yeah, some some things really stick with you, man. Like, um, the words that people say to you and, like, yeah, those expressions really do stick to you, stick with you. Mm. Like, or stick to you as well. <laughs> yeah. They just stick, man. Yeah. <laughs> stick you like kebab meat. <laughs> kebab meat. Yeah, legit. Mm. Yeah, man. Like, communication, um, thinking. Because like really, that's what you that's what you're doing every time. Like every day, you're thinking and you're communicating, and yeah, you just got to like you just got to learn how to communicate. Like if you think about it, has anyone actually? I mean, yeah, you learn how to communicate by like you know, I guess you know, learning language and learning from other people. But like that, the art of actually like putting your thoughts into words, and I guess writing as well. Like I've been doing a bit of like thinking into the importance of writing. You know how everyone hates English mm. and like English in high school and stuff. But now like I sort of actually appreciate it because like li- literally is about how to structure your thoughts um, and again, communicate it in a written expression, which is very important. So mm. yeah, I just feel like, I don't know. I just feel like no one really tells you how to write well or how to write, how to think well and how to speak well. Um, like again, everyone does public speaking at school at some stage in their like, year nine english speech or something but yeah i don't know i just feel like those fundamental things everyone just expects everyone to be good at it but there's no actual teaching and there's not actually like a guiding and a mentorship which is well, i don't know well that's sad. kind of it's kind of strange it kind of gives me spooky feelings or like exciting spooky feelings of how writing thinking communication your character your mindset expect like it's all kind of it's kind of like seems to be this this oneness that if you improve in one thing it'll improve areas in the other and exactly and it all has a similar goal of of communication yeah it all literally comes out to communication like communication is a center right it's got this preceding part which is thinking and this yeah oh i mean the output is communication right um what do you want to say your output is communication and your input and kind of vehicle for the output, you know, like your input is your thinking. But then yeah. that vehicle, it could be speaking, it could be yeah. your character, could be like, you know, what you write and stuff. And and even you improve your speaking, you'll improve your writing. You improve your writing, you improve that, you know. The communication bandwagon. Communication vehicle. <laughs> yeah, the communication bandwagon. Legit. Dude, I love this. We should write a book about communication, man. Yeah, we should communicate <laughs> about communication. Um, yeah, legit. I'm sure there are books about communication. Wait, just, yeah, I don't know. You, you know, I think it's as simple as, like, just right now after this conversation, I am feeling more inspired and wanting to write and to communicate and to practice it. And it's almost like, dude, like society and life and family and friends and there's no one it's not to no fault of anyone 
no one really justifies you in going ahead and sharing and speaking ideas or, or writing or improving a particular thing or, or getting out there. No one really justifies you. Mm. But like you, you kind of got to justify yourself or you end up in a conversation like this where you both feel justified and, and, and then it kind of enables you to go out and, and create and, you know, and get better at it. But I think like I, I just want to feel justified in, in creating for the sake of creating, for the sake of getting better at, at expression, you know, and because I feel I feel similar, very, very similar, you know, around it, you know, like it just it's a beautiful thing to master. Yeah, and that's a good thing you mentioned. It's actually you master it by writing more. Like, mm. it's again, it's not – you shouldn't have that expectation of, like, whatever you produce or whatever you communicate right now is gold, right? It's just a, it's just a matter of whatever you produce will set you up to grow and evolve because, again, that process of self-reflection, that self-criticism and stuff like that, whatever you produce – is the basis that you then criticize and then you evolve. And then whatever then you produce is you criticize and evolve and then criticize and evolve. Like that is very important. And like, if you don't believe that, then you get to this sort of perfectionism mindset, which is like, oh, I need to write the best thing possible. I need to write the best essay possible. And then you get writer's block or you get like, you know, sorry, that um, procrastination or that fear of, beginning and you're like oh i don't want to do this because i want it to be perfect let's just spend more time thinking about it stuff like that dude um, it's, it's it's classic expectation yeah legit we all classic come expectation. We, we just come back to this point man expectation like your expectation should be i just want to produce because um yeah because i put out i lay the foundation blocks of improvement and i, I think what you said even with your stories you had fun doing it. it. It was nourishing in the moment. The journey was nourishing. Yeah. You, you got stuff out of it and and you want to and you know the further development as well. You know? And again, again, if you come back to expectation and if you tie in the expectation point and the journey point that we talked about and the happiness point, you shouldn't actually have this goal of like, I'm gonna, I don't know, become a New York Times bestseller, right? Your 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 expectation and your goal should be i just want to improve my writing you know what i mean or something along the lines of that because that is the journey like you just want to improve your writing which means that you want to write more and then keep writing more but not just write for the sake of writing actually criticize it and like get it get better at it yeah but but then again it's it's hard because at, at some point you need a goal like you need to have i mean I don't know, man. Can you have a goal like I just want to improve, or is that too? Well, I, I feel like as well. I think one one element of it, the next element of it is, is that you want to publish it, you want to create it, put it out into the world, and and does it have to be more? Like, I'm starting to think for me personally, does it have to be anything more than I just want to say something, I want to create something, and I want to show it to the world because I'm proud of it, and and. And you know what? I don't even want it to be perfect quality. I just want to document it. And, and, and sometimes I want to do something that I want other people to see because I'm proud of it, you know? Yeah, but I'll ask you this question. Do you, like, do you think then that could become an obstacle and a hurdle? Like what if you're not proud of it and that becomes like a perfectionist mindset where you're just like, oh, I'm not proud of it yet. I still Dude, want to perfect it. Definitely, bro. You're You're so right. And I think... But that's the scary thing. I think, like, I I get fear for me. 
I get fears on my Instagram that if I keep publishing content, I might get them right. It may suck and I may, like I'm creating expectations, which I'm now I'm conscious of literally after this conversation. But mm. I, I, I get like, oh, it's just going to bore people. It's not going to be that good. And like I, I create all these things and it, it stops me. And, and in, in a lot of ways, I think when you first start off with these journeys, people get excited. They watch your thing and they, you know, do. But then, um, you know, that kind of weans off. And then you realize that the next step is that put in the hard yards and actually get good, get so good that you become, it becomes valuable. And, and, and I think in a lot of ways, you have to hit publish, even if it's trash, just keep publishing, keep yeah. publishing, keep publishing the journey, you know? Yeah. And also, I reckon we can pivot to this part. Um, so this could be a separate segment or separate, I don't know. You can make two podcasts in one, bro. <laughs> but <laughs> I think what you said is very good. But one thing I want to add to that, because I feel like it could be useful for you. Again, shout out to my main boy, Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, real homie, real G. Um, but he, you know what he says? He's literally like, he actually doesn't, he doesn't care about people's opinions, but that's, I mean, everyone says that, but for both good and bad, right? So mm-hmm. that is like, if you can get to that level. So what does he mean by that? He's literally like, he was, I was listening to him today and he was like, you know, someone comes up to him and says, Gary, you're the goat. And he's like, thanks. And someone else comes up to him. And he's like, Gary, I hate you. you. You, you're trash. And he's like, I understand you. Thanks right? Like he actually is neutral about both validation and what's the opposite of validation? <laughs> uh, yeah. Deva. Okay. Devalidation maybe. Devaluation. Yeah. Something like, or um, yeah. What's surely there's a rejection. Word. Would you even say reject- rejection? Um, or, um, validation criticism. or criticism. There you go. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. That's good. So, but, but dude, if you think about that, that's so hard. Because everyone likes validation, right? But mm. you need to get to a level where you actually become almost desensitized, desensitized to it. Where mm. you're like, you know, everyone commenting on the my thing, like, go Jacob, go Amir, this is great. It actually doesn't matter because it's what I think of myself and it's the expectation that I have for myself. Like, if I'm meeting or going beyond that expectation, I'm happy. If I'm not meeting that expectation, I'm unhappy. If, if I get 1,000 likes or a thousand dislikes that shouldn't really affect it because it's a self-determined expectation Mm. not a outside influenced expectation yeah that's so true it has to be man because otherwise you 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 genuinely can't control like people's reactions to it um even though like you're publishing and you're publishing so people can see it doesn't matter whether like you have to completely disconnect off that. And for me, like I, I, I've started to realize that just now, like I'm like a, a tickled piggy in, in mud when I get a compliment or, but, but when I think about someone not liking or thinking it's trash, it's almost like I used to shut down a lot. Yeah. Now I'm realizing, Hey, I, I don't want either. I don't want any of it. It's empty. It's empty. I, I just want to create and, and have fun because it's me and it's it's contributing to me and it's fun and and whatever else happens like if people see it people like it it doesn't matter because either way in the long term your 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 value to yourself will have changed and and 
Like I, I do believe that in the long term, you you do get better and better, and, and people do. Like if you put focus into something, it does attract people around it in the long term. But you can't at any moment get attached to the expectations. You know, it's so big. But it's so hard, man. Like it's so easy to just like that praise and be reinforced by that praise. Mm. And it- and it, we come to the discussion of like how what what how should one respond like do you just reject compliments and reject well i don't think you should and it, it, i've had this discussion with someone else is like how can you actually humbly take praise to the point that you're not letting it become your source of validation um by the same time you're not just rejecting it and being rude and being you know jarring mm. uh, yeah man and like how like you know a big part of this as well is that when you're publishing something or you're creating, it, it is you putting your authentic self out there, really. Because the more and more that you share, it, it's you. You're sharing you. So, therefore, your private self and, like, what what you keep to yourself and versus what you, you share with the world, like, it it starts to, to kind of that gap lessens. So, you become more authentic. And it's like, are you ready for that? You know, that's a, that's another question. And and I think it's good. It's freeing, being more and more authentic. People connect with it more. But it's a scary process, man. You know, it it, it can be scary. Mm. Yeah, uh, that's another thing that's what I've been thinking about. Is like, how do you take criticism? Oh, not criticism. Sorry. How do you take um, compliments? Because you know how you have those people that are just absolutely just rejected. You like. Oh, Jacob, I love like you're so good looking, bro. And then you're like, nah, bro. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm not saying you say this, but you know, it's the classic. It's like, oh, I mean, I love, I love like I don't know your your beard. <laughs> People haven't told me that's actually, <laughs> but like or whatever. Like, oh, like Jacob, I love the podcast. And you're like, nah, bro. Like it's it still has a lot to do, and like, or um, I'm working on it and things like that. Like, it's, people can be very quick to just turn down the compliment. Um. And I don't think that's really something that you should do because, um, yeah, I don't know. I need to ask Gary V this, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but well, he, he, he does it and he does it. And, and in a point, in a way, I've been trying to actually intentionally do that in my life. Like mm. not just to turn down, but literally whenever people like, you know, tell, praise me for something, I just, I just almost like ignore it. The, not Again, I don't ignore it. Like I see it. I just don't try to suppress that like kick that you get because I reckon like Gary's onto something, bro. Like literally you can't have, you can't, you can't let it affect you in either way because as soon as you let the positive affirmation impact you, the negative will as well. Like you Mm. can't have both. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Right. Like you can't be boosted by the positive without being demoralized by the negative. Like it's just a yin and a yang that are together. You know, uh, this is this is kind of, it's made me thought, dude, can, it's like, can you post something and, and no one see it, even no one see it, no one react to it, but you posted it, is that enough? Yeah. It, it, you know, and if it is, then, then you, you're good. If it's not, then expectations need to be released, or you need there's, there needs to be a shift in the mindset. You know, dude. Here's here's a here's a here's a here's a food for thought. 
what if you made an account with zero followers and it just started posting? Mm, just infinite, as much as you want, indiscriminately. Yeah. And then, and then you can you can say you can find that out for yourself. Like, are you posting for that validation, or are you posting for your own individual expectation being met, and mm. for your own you know um, benefit? Yeah, exactly. And I see. I think okay. So that's I, I thought about this. I've genuinely thought about this. But another part is that there's there's two edges of sword. Like another part of me believes that posting and sharing with people is part of like because there is the value of, of actually letting other people see it right and so it it you have there's growth there because there's disruption to your own thinking there right mm-hmm. so you, and, and at the end of the day like you create a piece of artwork you watch it it's beautiful you share it and, and it's kind of fun doing that risk i guess the problem is is that you have to you have to be so um you have to be deeply focused on your on your own character. You know, it has to be there has to be like it has to be a post for for your own character. And and yeah, because I feel because if I could you know what, that's a really good point because it's like I, I almost feel like it'd be too safe to do a to to do zero zero followers, zero thing. It'd be too safe. Mm. But then what's the problem with that? You know, you, you can start off just doing that, get into a rhythm. You know, so I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. I, I I think my fear, my fear, what right now, is that I I lose, like you lose people, like you lose followers, or you lose um people caring. But ultimately, I, I'm starting to see that that is the pathway to just practicing and being free of, of the tyranny of, of what you think other people are thinking. You know. Like just keep keep kind of creating and enjoying it, and if you lose people viewing, that's kind of a, a good spiritual gain in the end. Like it, it's a disruption that opens your heart up and allows you to focus even more. I don't know. What what are your thoughts? No, yeah, definitely. I'm just thinking because again, I'm getting inspired by things that I've heard. But I think Simon Sinek was saying this, and he was saying like. Your your why needs to be independent of how it's received. Something along those lines, right? Because like if you do your creation, this sounds like <laughs> your creation sounds like it's like you're you're creating like little animals or <laughs> little little babies. But like <laughs> it's it's okay. So well let me ask you, Jacob, why do you what what is the purpose of you posting? What is the, your why, mm. dude? My my why it is so in the long term. I can have like I, if I'm if I'm search it, I feel like it's in the long term to gain more influence, and to, it's like there's a feeling of like, hey, I have some good ideas. It's almost like I like feeling smart about it. The why is also I enjoy speaking. Like a part of it is that, and I yeah. think, yeah, like another why is to build an audience. Like there is is that, but I've got my accelerator yeah. and break on with the audience thing. No, no, I feel that, and that's that's totally fair, man. Like, 
um, that is a legitimate why, like to grow an audience. But is it is it you want to grow an audience because you you would feel almost like more important that way? Like if you didn't have an audience, do you still think your ideas will be worth a lot, or do you reckon that audience justifies and like gives um, evidence for your great ideas? Dude, that's a funny and bloody good question because almost in a way, I would feel like then my ideas would be justified. It's like I'm I'm working off the premise of my ideas only justified when, which is really interesting insight. Mm, so you need that audience to feel justified. Yeah, and, and I guess that's where may, maybe the problem is. But again, it's so like, again, like it's this is not blaming yourself, right? But it's, it's very easy to because it is evidence, it is proof. You know what I mean? But whereas, how else would you prove that your ideas are good? Like, you need to share it and for others, peop- other people to like it slash engage with it. You know what I mean? So you are right. It's, it's, it's like you, you're not really to blame here. Like, it's literally a natural tendency of obtaining proof. Well, well, you know, like uh, if I if I search into my, my meaning for for sharing, is that I, I like it when my mind is unlocked and freed, and I, I get an insight, and it feels. I feel inspired and all of a sudden something I'm inspired to do something and a beautiful thing happens in my life. And I would like to give that to others and be in the experience of giving that to others. And I, I feel so grateful for the people who teach me and I'd like to, I'd like to be a part of, of that. So it, it, it's kind of, it's kind of like that, but you've kind of, you've kind of picked on a, a hidden assumption here in the sense, I mean, I'm really excited because, you know, why do we even need to be justified for ideas? Why would we not just want to share them and enjoy enjoy sharing them? Would, would that you know not well, be? I'll tell you why. Enough? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I reckon, I reckon it's because as as really our like as creatures and as I guess somewhat animals, <laughs> we're all animals here. But like, you need that reinforcement. You know what I mean? Like, if you think about like, you know, just just animals in general, when they do something and they get reinforced, they are more likely to do it again. It's like in psychology, like you've studied psychology, it's like positive reinforcement, right? So that is is essential, and that's how habits get formed. That's how you know you do anything. Your motivation comes in, things like that, and drive to get rewarded. So if you don't get rewarded, if you don't get justified your actions, you won't do them because, you know, why? Like, why bother? Because you're not getting justified and you're not getting the reward. Um, so that's, that's the psychology behind it, I think. So that's why I said, like, it's not your fault that you're thinking like this because literally only human to think of it like that. Um, and not even just human thing. Like, that's what I said. It's like, that's why I use the word animal. Like, it's an animalistic, like, tendency of just being a... a yeah, a creature that is looking for reinforcement. Um, and again, it just feels good. Like it feels like the adrenaline and the serotonin and the dopamine. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, and, and, <laughs> and look, man, an artist creates beauty in the world because they want others to experience beauty and they want to see that and they want to be the, the source of it. And, you know, like I, I want to create you know, beautiful ideas and ideas that open minds because I want to see people have their minds blown, you know, or or have something, you know, open. I think 
I, I think that's kind of my, my orientation uh, towards things. But it's just, it's it's finding a way to get that best deepness out of you, like from inside of you into the world. And and how do you how do you enjoy it? How do you make it sustainable? How do you really contribute in a big way, you know, for yourself, you know? Yeah, contributing to the world. Isn't that what everyone wants to do in a way? Mm. Uh, at least I, I feel like that thought has definitely crossed everyone's mind at some point. Um, but yeah, like why do you want to contribute to the world? Well, because you want to be thought of as, I don't know, a great person um, mm. or as a worthy person. And it's just like, why? Because, you know, it feels good. <laughs> yeah. And it comes back to the fact that like, you know, it's really when you think about it, I reckon that selfishness is very much inherent to humans and to all things really um because yeah you're ultimately doing things to serve yourself like okay do you do you reckon this is a good classic debate like can you be truly selfless or do you reckon it's 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 somewhat never achievable here's what i believe in me i believe that your your definition of self can can expand I feel I feel like, you know, there's there's individuals out there, you know, even like some of say enlightened who view it's all one, like it's all the great self. And mm. if you see, if you genuinely see, I'm not saying if like oh yeah it's all one and you fake it, but if that's just the world that you see, and you see everyone as yourself, you can be as selfish as you want because your selfishness is towards everything because it's all self, you know. So I, I think. Oh. Oh, right, like as in all of humanity, like you're bringing good to all humanity, sort of thing. Yeah, because you you just view humanity as yourself, or you view the environment as a part of yourself. And right. I think, I think it's um, you know, there's there's selfless, and I think that's kind of selflessness in, in a way, in a way. But it has to incorporate yourself. You yeah, know? yeah, that's what I mean as well. Because you can't escape, you can't escape that self, right? No way. Like. You can't, I don't think you can, I used to think you can be selfless, but I actually reckon like, again, you can't escape the fact that being selfless is actually somewhat giving you that positive affirmation for yourself. It makes you feel good. Um, mm. And as I just said, you, you're bringing, if you have that definition of self being everyone, if you're helping others, you know, you're helping humanity, which is the self. But yeah. And, and not I only, you know, and not only that, I feel, you know, we, we all share a deep and inherent, selfishness and and what you'd want to give to others is what you would want for yourself and if you gave yourself that it's it's a kindness it's a kindness to humanity like someone who who really pursued their passions and their loves in life will probably give more to the world than someone who was always self-denying and probably is a bit upset now and you you know what i mean like it it's like the love that you give yourself is the love that you'll give to another. And in a funny way, like the more that you love another, you'll learn to love yourself because it's all, it's all a similar thing. Like we're all, we're so similar, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And the love and respect that you have for yourself is also the love and respect that you give to others. Um, But then always, okay. But that's not always like um, mirroring exactly. You know what I mean? Because, Mm. I can treat you really nicely, but then I can also help hate myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but in in a in an idealistic world, it should be the same respect and the same love. But yeah, sometimes 
people have a different view of themselves. Um, but yeah, that's a good point, man. You should really think about how much you value others, but and also value yourself in that way, um, mm. and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude. All right. All right, Amir. Yourself. Let's uh, let's call it a wrap, Habib. Let's call it a wrap. I think this is one of my longest. Definitely, it's a long boy. I knew it was going to be a long one as soon as we both took our shirts off. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, that's it. That's what they all say. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Amir, honestly, man, it's been a real pleasure having you on on the potty, man. I've I've really enjoyed today's conversation or tonight's conversation and really appreciate you coming on, man. And if if anyone wants to get in contact with me, um, hit me up and I will link you up with the man, myth, the legend, the man, genius, healthcare advocate, <laughs> great thinker himself. <laughs> Mate, that's you're flattering me. No, thank you so much, bro. As I said, I was really looking forward to it as well. Um, yeah, definitely exceeded my expectations. There we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> exceeded my expectations. And yeah, dude, surely, surely we'll have a follow-up potty. Definitely, um, man. Maybe in like six months. We'll see oh. how our expectations of life and how our communications have improved or maybe not. <laughs> yeah, man. To see where where things have kind of gone with, with that. that. That'd be interesting. I'd be da- down for that, definitely. Um, what was I going to say, bro? I've completely banked out. Oh, on the next potty, we definitely got to do like an even more epic DJ entrance. Dude, legit. We'll do we'll do a live live DJ set remix. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Well, thank you um to everyone who listened. Um we will see you next time. And Amir, you amazing human. I'll catch you around, brother. Thanks, bro. Thanks everyone. Peace and love and communicate. <laughs> <laughs> see ya. Yeah.